Hey friends, welcome to Get Sleepy, where we listen, we relax, and we get sleepy. My name's Thomas, and it's so lovely to have your company. Tonight's story was written by Divya. We'll be taking a journey through the celebrations of Diwali, an Indian festival. It's a night of togetherness and joy, good food and family. Our journey also takes us to another time where we'll have a mystical Diwali experience. First though, I'd like to thank Shopify for sponsoring tonight's episode. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing It's the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, both of which I'd love to check out by the way, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. I love that Shopify truly goes hand in hand with any sales-based business, no matter how big or small. It can be tricky to know how to get started as an entrepreneur, but Shopify's award-winning support is there for you every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash getsleepy all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash get sleepy to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. S-H-O-P-I-F-Y dot com slash get sleepy. The very best way to listen to Get Sleepy is on our supporters feed, Get Sleepy Premium. You'll have access to our entire catalogue of over 600 stories and meditations, including extra-long episodes and series compilations, and it's all completely ad-free. Plus, every single Thursday, we release a new bonus episode exclusive to the premium feed. Tomorrow night, Arif is back to read our story, which is all about a scenic hiking trip on the John Muir Trail, with a relaxing bit of fishing thrown in too. The first seven days of your premium subscription are free, so why not give it a try? For more information on all of our premium plans, visit getsleepy.com support, or just follow the link in the show notes. Thank you for your support. Before we hear tonight's story, let's put ourselves in a calm, peaceful state, ready to slip into restful sleep. Close your eyes and take a long, deep inhale through your nose. and then exhale slowly through the mouth, feeling your chest relax. Now, 
Imagine a small clay lamp in a dark room. There is nothing else but a single lamp burning like it has been here forever. Made of dark brown clay and shaped like a bowl, the lamp contains a white cotton wick. Envision the earthy texture of the lamp, solid and rough against the soft, delicate appearance of the wick. The lamp is filled with thick, pale yellow oil. A steady flame burns at the end of the wick. Shift your focus to this flame, fixing your attention on its stillness. It burns bright yellow and floats just on top of the wick. Concentrate only on the flame, and gradually bring your gaze to where it meets the cotton wick. Notice how it doesn't look yellow where it starts, but rather a deep shade of orange mixed with blue. This tricolored flame flickers ever so gently as you watch. In this moment, the colors shift and it is transformed. Swaying gracefully in an S-shape, it moves in slow motion. Just as quickly as it moved, the flame assumes its original position. This constancy creates a reliable, reassuring center to focus on. Eternally bright and colorful, it invites you to stare forever, filling you with a grounded calmness. Notice how your breathing steadies like the flame. It is even, slow, and constant. Your body is much like the lamp, continuing with its own rhythm. And now that you're relaxed, let us hear about the celebration of Diwali on a night lit up with countless lamps, much like the one in your imagination.
cool November breeze is making the rounds. As dusk approaches, a nip in the air reminds you that winter is creeping in lazily. This fine evening, you find yourself in a small town in the North Indian state of Uttar Pradesh. It will get colder over the next month, but these early winter winds don't seem to be taking away from the people's joyfulness. The atmosphere is a buzz everywhere you look. In this busy market, you can see shops that have appeared in the last week alone, temporary and makeshift, to cater to people's specific demands this time of the year. This is a Diwali market, boasting everything you could need to celebrate the festival. People mill about these shops, which are made of cloth and propped up on long bamboo sticks. Diwali is celebrated across five days, each having special meaning and significance. Tonight is the main Diwali occasion, observed on the third of the five days. These markets are crowded for as long as a month leading up to Diwali. But since today is the main event, it is relatively empty. Most customers here are just making last-minute purchases, getting things they had forgotten, or buying fresh flowers and fruits for the religious rituals. Predominantly considered to be a Hindu festival, Diwali is a part of many cultures and faiths for varying reasons. Some communities celebrate Diwali as a harvest festival, but most commonly it is observed for the homecoming of Lord Ram, his wife Sita, and his brother Lakshman. After a long and harrowing fourteen years in the forest in exile, they returned after having defeated Ravan. This tale became famous as the victory of good over evil. Lord Ram returned to Ayodhya, his kingdom, on a new moon night, and the townsfolk lit deer lamps made of clay to brighten up the dark night and welcome him back. For this reason, 
Diwali is also known as Deepavali, which means row of lights. Every year, people commemorate this occasion and decorate their homes with lights and deer lamps. Fireworks eventually become a part of the celebrations as a way to honor the gods and get together with loved ones. Decorating homes and lighting lamps is also considered to be a way to invite Lakshmi, the goddess of fortune and prosperity, into one's home and seek her blessing. One of the main aspects of the festival is Diwali Puja, which refers to prayers. Surprisingly, Lord Ram, Sita, and Lakshman aren't worshipped on Diwali. Rather, it's the goddess Lakshmi and Lord Ganesha. The reasons for this are not entirely clear. The most widespread belief is that this is because Lakshmi is the goddess of wealth and prosperity, and Ganesha is the remover of obstacles. Some believe Ganesha is worshipped for safety and Lakshmi for success in business endeavors as the autumn and harvest has ended and winter is around the corner. There are also those who believe that merchants started this tradition as they consider this time to be the end of their financial year. Another interesting theory is that when Lord Ram came back, he prayed to Goddess Lakshmi and Lord Ganesha, and the kingdom followed suit. Regardless of what the reason is, Diwali is closely linked to the ideas of wealth and prosperity, as well as celebrating the achievements of the past year. The importance of trade and business is reflected clearly in Diwali markets, which are a big source of income for local communities. Making new purchases during this time, in particular investing in precious metals like gold, is considered auspicious as it's a symbol of wealth. Remembering all the stories, you are excited to experience the market and try to learn about all the things required to celebrate in the right way. There are two main types of things for sale, 
those for worship, and those for celebration and decoration. The first row of shops sells fireworks, evident by the large group of children gathered around. Shopkeepers describe every firecracker to them in detail, helping them make some rather difficult decisions. As you get closer, you can make out some of the things that they sell, but there are many items here you haven't seen before. A large row of bottle rockets is the first thing you notice. The picture shows a long, straw-like structure with a mini rocket at the end. The long straw goes in a bottle and the end of the mini rocket is lit. This causes the rocket to zoom into the sky and burst into colorful patterns. There are also fireworks called flower pots and ground spinners. Flower pots are mini pyramids that emanate bright light when lit, whereas ground spinners are circles that rapidly spin on the ground while creating silver and golden lights at the edges. There also seems to be a dizzying variety of sparklers, as well as long, striped ropes, which apparently fizzle with colorful lights. Children are most intrigued by explosive firecrackers, presumably for their loud sounds and the thrill they evoke. Walking on, you can see that the next row is full of things that people require for prayer rituals. These include fruits, sweets, flowers, puffed rice, brass utensils, and an assortment of incense sticks. All around, there are fresh, seasonal fruits which come from the fields of the surrounding areas. Arranged in stacks, the fruits glitter in the lights of the stalls. Knowing that this time of year marks the end of the autumn harvest, you expected the market to be full of produce just like this. You wonder if some of these rituals are also just a way to make time for merriment after so much hard labor. In the stall next to the fruits, brass utensils for worship are on display. 
These golden articles are all used in Diwali Puja. You approach the stall so you can examine them up close. There are brass lamps that accompany devotional songs, as well as holy water containers. Devotees use water from the river Ganga for auspicious occasions, as it is said to be the purest, and this is held in the special containers you see here. Next to the containers are beautiful plates meant to hold all the offerings during prayers. Decked up in all manner of lace and golden trimmings, circular mirror pieces, and colorful cloth, they catch your attention at once. Some plates are also decorated with religious symbols and golden lettering that spells out various religious phrases. The metal that forms the lamps is engraved with floral designs. Lotuses feature prominently in most patterns, as this flower is associated with Goddess Lakshmi. As you study the utensils, a sweet floral scent wafts up to you. It smells like a combination of jasmine and roses, and for a moment you are transported to a lush meadow very far from this busy market. Looking around eagerly to find the source, you notice the incense sellers three shops down. As you walk towards them, you see that the vendors have lit up their best wares to entice customers. Shrouded in fine, misty vapors, these incense shops look full of mystery, their surfaces laden with colorful wrappers, holding a staggering assortment of sticks. Conventional fragrances like sandalwood, rose, and jasmine dominate the collection but some stores advertise unconventional ones too, like patchouli, orange, lavender, and even pineapple and vanilla-scented sticks. People mill about the incense shops, taking their time to choose. You are sure that people stay here far longer than necessary, as the scent seems to halt you, and you feel quite reluctant to move on. 
finally, it is the sight of flowers that tempts you away from the enchanting vapors of the incense. These are arguably the most beautiful shops in the market, and the most prevalent flower here is marigold. Of the many varieties of marigold present here, a round yellow kind with densely packed petals seems most popular. You see vendors sprinkling water on them, keeping them fresh and attractive to customers. Tiny droplets cling to the mustard yellow petals, like jewels fit for the gods. The same shops also sell garlands made of marigold and mango leaves. Mango leaves are an essential part of decoration and worship in India, especially on Diwali, and you can see that in this market. The next section is devoted to decor, which mainly includes lights, rangoli powders, and deer lamps. Rangoli is a popular way to decorate houses on Diwali, but you've never seen the powders they use, so you decide to inspect them up close. Rangoli art uses colorful powders to make beautiful, intricate patterns on floors outside and inside the house. Very long ago, before these powders could be manufactured, they were made naturally. Organic things would be used to make designs, like colorful petals, ground-up red soil, rice flour, and quartz powder. Flower petals are still used in many parts of the country, though in this area, people mostly use rangoli powders. Heaps of colors welcome you at every shop, with sealed packets of the same colors arranged neatly next to them as well as tools like plastic pens, which are used for making rangolis. The range of colors is dizzying. It amazes you that people can narrow their choices at all, and not buy every single color for sale. Each color is bright and vivid, full of minute shiny particles that give them a shimmery quality. You pause at a shop 
that has the most varied rangoli colours. The shopkeeper encourages you to take a pinch of the powder to judge the quality. Complying wholeheartedly, you pick up some red powder with your fingers. It has a grainy texture and seems to slip away from your skin when you move your fingertips. The texture of the powder is important, so you can draw with it properly. Any softer, and it wouldn't be easy to work with, and any grainier would be uncomfortable on your fingers. You wipe your hand on a cloth the vendor provides and move towards the light shops. Thinking about the importance of light on the dark new moon night, you can't wait to look at the lamps for sale and the array of fairy lights that are used to drape houses in brightness. Every shop in this row has lanterns displayed at the front. They're covered entirely in lights. Lanterns are an integral part of the festival, hung outside homes as a central piece of decoration. Wondering about ancient times, you conjure up images in your mind. You imagine simple glass lanterns that burn with oil, which have now evolved into these electrical ones with yellow bulbs. The design options for the lanterns seem to be limitless with varying colors and shapes greeting you from every direction. Hanging thread tassels sway from some of them, with patterns made from thin gold filaments. After examining the lanterns, you turn your attention to the lights. Most of them are fairy lights with yellow or white LED bulbs on a long wire. Others are multicolored, glowing a different tone depending on what you choose. A compact box on every light chain holds a button that alters the blinking pattern. They flash quickly, or gleam more slowly in differing rhythms, their colors changing from red to green to blue. They fill you with a delightfully festive feeling. 
Walking past the light shops, you see vendors selling deer lamps. While the lights are obviously modern, it is these lamps that have been used since the festival began. Also known as thumb lamps, because they are shaped using thumbs, they are sold with packets of handmade, thin cotton wicks used to light them. To light a deer lamp, the vendor explains, you pour in some oil, dip the wick in it, and light the oily end with a match. Traditional lamps with no extra details are usually preferred, as they are cheaper. But some people also like ones engraved with flowers and leaves across their edges. Sizes vary as well, and while most of the lamps are much smaller than your palm, you spot some large ones for sale too. Holding one in your hand to inspect it, you catch a whiff of a calming, earthy scent. You immediately recognize it as petrichor, coming off the clay because the vendor has just sprayed some water on it to remove dirt. The heady, familiar scent soothes you, and you take a deep breath, imagining rainy days and hot tea. You look around the market and see people in big groups, laughing and talking with each other as they buy the things they need. Most are here with their families, which makes the atmosphere lively and jovial. All the things people are buying right now will be exchanged as gifts after they have been offered to the gods during prayers. Most locals have their own social traditions on Diwali, and this day isn't complete without sharing in the blessings as a community. Listening to the conversations around you as people bargain to get the best deals, you think about the origins of Diwali and you wonder about Lord Ram's homecoming, what it must have looked like. You wish you could have been there, to see if the same sense of community existed back then. There is a certain magic in the air, a feeling of anticipation about the night ahead. 
You have some time before you go back to your residence, so you decide to stay out a while longer and enjoy the cool breeze. Walking through the lanes, you take in the shops and houses all around you, and you think about the story of Lord Ram coming home, as this is where that story is said to have taken place. The current layout of this city is modern and developed, with houses made of bricks and cement, concrete roads, and electrical poles dotting the landscape. However, at the time of the story, all of this would have been completely different. You stop at a corner, gazing up at the buildings all around you, imagining rustic houses made of mud and rough, unpaved roads. You try to visualize people running around, preparing for Lord Ram's arrival. Your imagination draws from the scene around you. Residents bustle about, getting their homes ready, and putting finishing touches on the lights they have hung up. Women make rangoli designs in front of their houses, decorating the doors with mango leaves, getting it just right to welcome the gods. Just as you try to picture what this area would look like without the modern additions, you catch a movement out of the corner of your eye. Turning towards it, you see a monkey gazing at you curiously. There's something very amusing about the sight of this furry little creature. Its hair sticks out unevenly which contrasts with how seriously it appears to be studying you. Its face is black, with black ears, keen brown eyes, and a greyish-brown coat. You remember that Lord Ram was helped by an army of monkeys in his fight against Ravan. So, seeing one here feels like a fantastic coincidence. Your mind is filled with images of Lord Ram's army, and at first you don't notice the monkey move towards you. With a friendly expression on its face, 
it seems to be beckoning you to follow, gesturing in the other direction. Its friendliness is hardly surprising. You've seen how the monkeys in India are familiar with humans. But this attempt to get a person to follow seems to be new. You walk towards the monkey carefully so as not to scare it but it only gets visibly more excited. As you approach, it straightens up and starts walking in the opposite direction. For a second, you think it's running away, but then it looks back to check if you're following. becoming more curious by the minute, and wanting to have an adventure, you start walking with the monkey. This will make for a wonderful story later, you think, musing about whether anyone will believe you. It looks like the monkey is taking you through narrow alleyways towards a main thoroughfare. You recognize the path as you briefly passed through the main street earlier on the way to the market. These alleys are mostly residential with houses clustered together decorated in lights and flowers. Most people are indoors, though children still scamper around outside, resolutely ignoring their parents' orders to get dressed up. Occasional sounds of firecrackers ring in the distance, probably over-eager teenagers, you think, who simply couldn't wait for the prayers to finish. No one seems to notice the monkey, and you watch as it slips in and out of gardens. Then it turns into an alley that lies beyond a sharp bend, When you get closer to this turn in the road, you notice a distinct scent of jasmine. To your surprise, the alley's entrance glows a warm, inviting yellow. The glow is much more than what fairy lights and lamps could provide. It looks mysterious and otherworldly. Wondering what could give off such radiance, you walk on. It's not too far, but strangely, the glow appears to be coming from
from somewhere very far away. The warmth inexplicably pulls you towards it, your feet moving forward of their own accord. With your first step into the gleaming yellow, the scent of jasmine gets stronger. You vaguely remember hearing about Tarnuman, Lord Ram's most faithful and loved supporter in his fight against Ravan, and how Jasmine is said to be his favorite flower. What a charming coincidence, you think. Stepping into the alley, you instantly see a stark difference from where you were just walking. The radiant gleam has dissipated. Houses are all around you, but there are no electrical lights at all. The oddest thing about the houses, however, is their construction. All of them have mud walls and thatched roofs, and the front porches are made of stone. Even in remote rural areas, you have never come across this type of housing. But you remember having seen places like this on TV on programs about history. Bewildered, you wonder if you have been transported to another time. Chuckling at the absurdity, you look around for signs of where you might be. As you move further down the lane, You see people lighting glass lanterns and deer lamps outside their homes. It certainly seems to be Diwali here too, as the same electric atmosphere prevails. But strangely, there's no electricity anywhere. Puzzling as it is, you start to become more convinced that this really is another time. Young girls are excitedly making flower art in front of their homes, which looks very much like Rangoli. Everyone seems to be running around from one house to another, carrying things or talking to each other. Groups of people chatter all around, which surprises you, as it is almost time for worship. Wondering what could have captivated people like this 
you stroll towards a group close by, careful not to disturb their conversation. They don't notice you, which is more proof of a magical experience, where you are an observer. Getting closer, you can tell that their animated discussion is about someone's arrival. With happy tears in their eyes, people are talking about the end of a long penance, the adventures they have heard about in recent days, and a much-awaited homecoming. If it is indeed a magical experience, could this be the time of Lord Ram's arrival, you wonder? Marveling at the adventure you have found yourself in, you notice people coming out from their homes and moving towards the thoroughfare, which is at the end of this lane. Calling out to their neighbors and friends, a crowd walks swiftly towards the end of the street. Others are still lighting lamps and lanterns in their homes, setting up beacons to greet their prince. You follow the crowd in the same direction Imagining what you might witness, you feel yourself sharing in the festive atmosphere. Walking along the lane, you relish the sight of countless deer lamp flames, suspended like glimmering embers in the rapidly darkening night. neatly arranged in lines along verandas, in roughly built windows, and settled into nooks and crannies across the walls. The lamps shimmer with the joy of the people walking alongside you. The procession is close now, you learn from conversations nearby. Your guide, the monkey, is perched on a branch in the distance, surveying the crowd from its perfect vantage point. Reaching the end of the lane, you take up a spot near the corner and crane your neck to catch a glimpse of the incoming procession. You hear clapping, and see men holding giant flags walking by. Waving the flags in victory, they seem to be heralding the entry of their victorious prince, as well as his wife and his brother. 
Following the men are elephants, decked up in plush red clothing and various golden embellishments, lifting their trunks in joy and letting out exuberant trumpets. Cheers fill the air, and everything is bathed in the lights of the lamps as far as the eye can see. You don't even notice the lack of moonlight and electricity. Everything sparkles as though thousands of mini suns have descended to this area just for this moment. You become lost in the ethereal beauty as you try to take a mental picture of this scene. Rising waves of gasps and voices bring your attention back, and you see people move closer to the main street. The crowd has started singing a song you don't recognize. It's clear that the anticipated procession is about to pass. You are interested in seeing it too, but you realize how content you are in this moment, with this vibrant atmosphere and joyful people all around. The palpable happiness of those around you, and the song that fills the street in this gorgeously lit night, are a treat in themselves. The scent of jasmine is picking up again, and you know that it's time to head back. There is no regret though, because you are filled with gratitude to have seen this version of Diwali. Closing your eyes and allowing yourself to be transported back. You memorize the cheery voices and the notes of their happy song as they welcome home the prince. A bright glow coaxes you to open your eyes. Although you were in the same spot as a few moments ago, the world has changed, and it is present day once more. Where there were mud huts and an open street, now there are tall buildings and monuments covered in lights and lamps. However, everything is illuminated with the same yellow warmth that you saw on your journey 
into the past. Much like their ancestors, people have put out deer lamps in their homes, their soothing flames making for an enchanting sight. Some things don't change, and that is a wonderful thing. Fairy lights of varying colors blink in all directions, breathing life even into stationary structures. Some people say that India sparkles so much on Diwali that it's visible from outer space. This may or may not be true, but right now, you can envision the pretty sight it might well present to a distant onlooker. Judging by the throngs of people now gathering in front of their homes, it looks like prayers are over, and it's time for fireworks. Already, there are several going off in the sky, creating red, blue, green, and gold glittering rays in all directions. In the street, children race about with their friends, showing off their sparklers and some of those flowerpot firecrackers you saw at the market. As you watch, you feel like a child yourself, bursting with excitement. You see a young girl place a flowerpot cracker on the ground with her parents, lighting it carefully and then running to a safe distance. After a few seconds, the burning tip erupts in a fountain of light, growing taller and making a soft whoosh sound. It's majestic, so simple, yet so beautiful. People gathered around are illuminated by the sparks coming from the flower pot. Bright smiles and expressions of marvel grace all their faces, reflecting the giddiness you feel too right now. A little further away, you see the ground spinner firecrackers zooming on the pavement, leaving trails of silver and golden lights like spokes of a wheel. They don't make any sounds, but just create gorgeous circular patterns. 
although you'd already heard of how socially significant Diwali is, you realize it in its entirety now, as you watch the community come together. You experience the sense of togetherness that people must feel firsthand just by being in the vicinity. Moving towards your accommodation, you pass by many locals. You don't know any of them, and yet they grin widely at you. Chirps of happy Diwali come from all these friendly strangers. People hug each other and share sweets, welcoming their neighbors and friends into their homes. A scent of flowers and mango leaves lingers in the air from all the decorations residents have displayed. Little girls visit each other to look at their friends' rangolis and show them their own. They discuss designs excitedly, almost like they're having a special art exhibition. With so many aspects to this festival, there are always more scenes to take in. Strolling at your own pace, in no rush to get back, you think about all that you saw and learned today, the happy people you met, and your journey back to an ancient world. Knowing that you will remember this experience forever, you reach your destination and decide to stay out on the stoop for a little while. Someone has decorated it with deer lamps, and you watch one flicker beside you in the gentle breeze. The small lamp is in such stark contrast to the big fireworks everywhere around you, but it's equally beautiful. It fills you with a sense of peace, and you are completely relaxed watching its gentle, warm flame. You feel at one with this community. You are a part of this festival. Etching everything you have seen today into your memory, you file it away to revisit in your dreams. Feeling the cool November breeze soothe your brow, 
you watch the pretty lights streak across the sky. Children's giggles echo all around you, and the air is filled with the sounds of joy and firecrackers as you relish the reassuring company of your bright yellow lamp.